What's up? I'm Alex Clark, and you're listening to the audio version of my show, Politics, powered by Turning Point USA. To fully experience the conservatee, make sure you're following the show at our home base on Instagram, where we post our episodes daily at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Okay, cute servatives, let the games begin. What am I supposed I mean, How am I going to? I can't even. There's nothing left for me. Anytime I saw someone at the grocery store eating a grape before they paid, I literally felt like it was my responsibility as an American citizen to call the police. We're gonna straighten you out! This'll fix you! Before Meghan McCain, Candace Cameron Bure was the sole conservative voice on The View. And now she's sharing that she has PTSD from her time on the show. Abduction survivor Elizabeth Smart has some heartbreaking insight into the Gabby Petito case. This famous left-wing journalist admitted in her new book that she is fake news. Plus, find out who our brand new Freak of the Week is. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Politics. you seem to be shocked by Candace Cameron Bure's conservative and anti-mandate posts recently, you must have forgotten that she is an OG Hollywood cute-servative. How could you forget that? Candace Cameron Bure is now saying that her experience on The View gave her PTSD. I would have PTSD too if I had to look at Joy's face every day. It was a living hell! She shared in a recent interview with ABC's Behind the Table podcast that when she thinks about her time on The View now, she is grateful for the opportunity, but also it makes her sick to her stomach. This is why I didn't want to do this. She said, there was only one type of stress that I've ever felt in my life that came from that show, and I have PTSD. Like, I can feel it. It was so difficult, and to manage that emotional stress was very, very hard. When I felt like I was going into a show that I didn't have a clear opinion about, or it was something that I was legitimately nervous to talk about because I did have an opinion about it, but I knew I was the only one at the table that had my opinion, I would just get sick to my stomach. She said, I hated that feeling. And then I'm like, I don't know who's going to come at me. She also shared that she'd sometimes cry before the show. A long day, I'm so stressed. You have no idea how much I relate to this. I think some people can enjoy politics, but hate debating them, and that's how I feel. It sounds like Candace feels that way too. I hate confrontation, and debating is confrontation times 12. Isabel Brown, you know, from Turning Point USA and host of Freedom Seas, is complete opposite of me. She loves debate and public speaking, and I get very, very nervous and panicky. Oh, it's like (laughs) you make me all flustered. I feel like I have so much in common with Candace, and I've been trying to get her to come on the spillover. So if you want me to interview Candace Cameron Bure. Tag her in the comments and tell her that you want to hear her on The Spillover. There's just way too much we need to discuss with her. Am I right? I was so stunned by the conversation that I just took it in. Speaking of people that I've reached out to to come on The Spillover, Elizabeth Smart is another one. When Elizabeth was 14, she was taken from her bedroom in the middle of the night and held captive for nine months by a religious fanatic couple who claimed to be prophets of God. Luckily, she was rescued. Wow, and one of you basically said, are you Elizabeth Smart? Yes, we did. Um, At the point that we realized who it was, Mm -hmm. we asked her, we said, "Um, are you Elizabeth Smart? And she was reluctant, she was very scared, very nervous. Um, you know, and understandably so. She was a 14-year-old girl that was being right. controlled and dominated. Uh, but she looked at both of us and said, if thou saith. Mm. And we're like, what did you say? And she said, if thou saith. 
and um, you know, and kind of gave nonverbal cues and shaking her head that, yeah, that's who I am. And you could see she was very relieved at that right. point. Elizabeth is in the news again because she went on Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith to discuss Gabby Petito. She said that in the years after her rescue, her parents have told her that the worst part of her missing was not knowing if she was alive or dead. She said, actually, when I was being taken up into the mountains that first night when I was kidnapped, I asked him if he was gonna rape and kill me. And if he was going to do that, could he please do it fairly close to my house? Because it was important to me that my parents find my body and know that I hadn't run away. Every 90 seconds, you know, a person disappears, a person goes missing. They still deserve just every bit as much to be found so that their stories have an ending as well. If politics is your jam and you're an OG conservative and you wish that it was even longer every day, I just want to tell you that in case you somehow are not one of the tens of thousands of downloads we've already gotten, I did just launch an hour-long podcast every Friday called The Spillover. So yes, we have a brand new episode out right now. I call it Politics' Older Sister. The conservative called it the Nick at Night version of politics, which made me laugh out loud. If you are very into getting deep into interesting topics and hearing compelling stories from unbelievable unbelievably fascinating people, then this is the podcast for you. And this week's episode is on abortion apologetics. I ask an expert abortion debater named Josh Brom from the Equal Rights Institute to answer some of the hardest questions about abortion from a pro-life perspective. And this episode is actually surprisingly fun. I love that for us. Subscribe to The Spillover right now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leave a five-star review. Five stars. Whoever thought we'd see the day when the fake news admits it's fake? Definitely not. Another bombshell from Katie Couric's memoir, Going There, is her admitting exactly this, and boy does it piss me off. In 2016, Katie Couric interviewed Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and asked her about players kneeling during the national anthem. That's when RBG straight roasted them. And RBG was a leftist. RBG said that not standing for the anthem shows a contempt for a government that has made it possible for their parents and grandparents to live a decent life, which they probably could not have lived in the places they came from. As they became older, they realized that this was youthful folly, and that's why education is important. I think it's a terrible thing to do, but I wouldn't lock a person up for doing it. I would point out how ridiculous it seems to me to do such an act. If I had a mic right now, I'd drop it. Here's the kicker. Katie decided to edit this quote out of the interview because she wanted to, quote, protect her. I don't like her. Why? because I think she's a lie. She said RBG was old and probably didn't understand the question. Okay, boomer. Are you serious to me right now? Katie kept RBG saying that kneeling during the anthem was dumb and disrespectful, but decided not to include her strongest condemnations of it. According to the New York Post, right after she made this decision, the Supreme Court's head of public affairs emailed Katie Couric to say that Ginsburg had misspoken and requested that her comments on the matter be removed from the piece. They're all just working together, aren't they? It was all bullshit. Well, 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 look what we have here. Coachella and Stagecoach had previously made an announcement that you had to prove you've gotten the juice in order to go to the music festivals, but now they're walking that back and saying a negative test is fine. Hmm, why do you think that is? Ain't nobody coming, Tom. Do not lip mock, folks. Hold the line. Don't move a muscle. Let's hear those golden pipes, Ben. I said certified free. Free. 
Today's Freak of the Week is incredibly disturbing, but what else is new? Have you seen society these days? She ain't pretty. The National School Board Association is the recipient this week after they wrote a letter to the White House asking that a father whose daughter was sodomized in the school bathroom by a 14-year-old boy wearing a skirt be labeled a domestic terrorist. Wait, what? This same boy is responsible for another assault as well, but when the dad tried to bring this up in the school board meeting, he was told that they didn't know anything about these incidents and another mother in the room discounted the dad's story. That's when he got heated and a video shows police officers trying to pull the dad back from the argument with the woman, tackling him to the ground and dragging him outside, leaving him with a bloody lip. No wonder parents are furious. Their voices aren't being counted in the decisions made about what to teach the kids and, and decisions how to affect the children, and now their voices aren't being heard. And also in that board meeting, parents were bringing up a lot of those issues. So it wasn't just about the critical race theory. They brought up the fact that the Christian child was held in a closet uh, while they were being taught about transgender policies. The dad was charged with disorderly conduct and resisting arrest and later convicted. Then the National School Board meeting used this video to tell the FBI that they needed to start labeling parents at school board meetings as domestic terrorists and investigate them. Fake news. It's fake. Phony. Fake. You thought school boards were against the patriarchy? Oh, but not when the patriarchy wears a dress. I am the devil, and don't you forget it. Enjoy a beautiful October weekend. Share a pic of yourself listening to The Spillover on your story and tag us, because I love seeing what you're doing when you're listening. And, you know, get some rest and relaxation. Jump in a pile of leaves. We ain't down with killing. We down with chilling. Peace. Peace. Also, before you go, please support the hard work that goes into making every politics episode by tapping the heart button. Tell me if you like to debate politics or not, or if you're like me, and what you think of this heartbreaking Freak of the Week story. Then share this episode with a friend who does like debating. Don't forget, tag Candace Cameron Bure and Elizabeth Smart in the comments while you're at it. Ask them to please come on the spillover that you want to hear from them, and please hit that save button too. I think you guys have been forgetting, and it really hurts our engagement. We're back Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Politics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics, where you can watch the episodes and see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too, at Real Alex Clark. Love you, mean it. Bye.